0: Could this movie actually be the godfather of modern day podcasting? Let's talk about it. Pump up the volume pump up the
1: volume pump up the volume dance, dance.
2: Everybody knows the fight was fixed. Stay poor, stay poor. the rich get rich. That's how it goes. Everybody knows. Eat your cereal with a fork and do your homework in the dark. This week's movie has some roots in the history of podcasting, specifically Pirate Radio. We'll be talking about Hard Harry, aka Happy Harry Hard On. <laughs> Inspired by Hard Harry, I'm Cock Nasty Assy Jojo, joined by Horny Comer, <laughs> a.k.a. Kevin and Jim. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna come. Uh, talk hard! This is the Pool Scene Podcast. That's the quality content you can... It, it's not our fault. No. We're just giving you what the movie gave to
0: us. This literally is how Pump Up the Volume started. With a simulated jerk-off in finishing on one's face. His
2: own face. His own face, yeah. This week's movie, again, 1990s coming-of-age dramedy, pump-up the volume, directed by Alan Moyle. You'll remember Alan Moyle from two weeks ago on our Empire Records episode, which he also directed. Moyle has a history of the studio messing with his movies. So notably Empire Records, we discussed how he wanted to make a movie about a bunch of kids love for music. And the studio was like, no, we're going to make a soundtrack, movie. soundtrack movie, 1980s Times Square. So basically that movie was, he made the movie, the studio came in, took the movie, completely recut it, reedited it and released it without like his permission dude. They must have a vendetta against Alan Moyle. So Alan Moyle retired from directing and focused on writing screenplays. After Moyle wrote the screenplay for Pump Up the Volume, he was convinced to return to directing to take the helm. However, the caveat was that if they didn't find the perfect lead, the film would be canceled. An actor would need to have glee, be sweet, but also demonic. He first wanted John Cusack for the glee, sweetness, and demonicism. Which I said, I could see John Cusack in this role. Yeah, Cusack turned it down because he didn't want to play any more high schoolers. Well, it's understandable. But they met with Christian Slater and found their hard Harry. This movie shares an aesthetic with Heathers. In that it's a very dark high school movie with a unique, grim type of humor and death. In a lot of ways, if you watch Heathers, this movie's got the same sort of vibe. Yeah, I can see that. More Heathers, I think, had more appeal to both sexes or, you know, any gender. But, you know, pop up the volume, probably more a boy's movie, I would say. I would agree. So three taglines for this one. Want to guess? Talk hard. Talk hard's the first one. The truth is a virus. The voice of a generation. Okay. And my favorite, Steal the Air. (laughs) It's the Cohagen (laughs) movie.
1: Give this people air.
2: I love the Cohagen podcast movie. Steal the air. Another weird coincidence about this one, as I mentioned up top, Hart Harry's theme song is Everybody Knows by Leonard Cohen, which is heavily featured in King of Kong that we covered last week in our swim meet series. So in a way... This is the trilogy. This is the finale of our trilogy. The, you know, normal trilogy of Empire Records, King of Kong, <laughs> and pump, pump up, up the, the volume. volume. Yes. So, uh, Jim, it's a good time. Go ahead and tell us how this performed at the box office along with news and number ones. This would be one of these movies when you go to the box office, you come out somewhat I, shook. I have no idea. I could only imagine. I don't know how ends, much this movie cost to make. I have no idea I, how much it made.
0: And the thing that blows my mind, it starts off with him simulating jerking off on his face and it ends with him getting busted. So it's such a dichotomy between what the fuck and what the fuck. It made 11 and dollars at the box office. I looked everywhere. I scoured the internet. I went on Twin Galaxies. There is no <laughs> place on the internet that says how much this movie costs to make. So it made 11 and a half million. Okay. We can make an assumption that this movie probably, I would say 4 million, maybe 5 million to make. I, I, think it I, might I mean, a too- um,
2: um, bunch of it just takes place in a high school, a high school and in his makeshift studio. So it might've even been cheaper. Might've been less than a million. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't I think Christian uh, Slater could not
0: have been that huge of a monetary get. He just came off The Wizard, which we covered in season one
2: and Gleaming the Cube, which we're going to cover eventually. He wasn't really the Hollywood moneymaker. But ten million's not that much to make. I don't know how much marketing they did. I don't know. Has a great soundtrack. I really love the soundtrack. I don't, I don't re- remember much like television
0: coverage about
2: this. No, at the time. I don't. I think I went a long time into life without ever knowing this existed, mostly probably because. I don't remember seeing it on HBO or Cinemax. I don't either. This so straight was a VHS. This would have been amazing for HBO and Cinemax. Oh, big time! I would have watched this constantly. And
0: we see boobs in this movie, yeah. which
2: I was kind of shocked. We went yeah. back to the boobs so a early uh, next season, season <laughs> of tits. <laughs> Nothing but boobs. Just boob movies every week. <laughs> <laughs> so flashback
0: time. Kevin, gas was a buck nineteen a gallon. Boy, do I miss those days. TMNT, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, were the top toy, and your top three rentals at Blockbuster.
1: Blockbuster Video, wow. what a difference!
0: Driving Miss Daisy, born on the Fourth of July, and a movie we have talked about on this podcast that we'd like to cover because it's an interesting one. it was a bomb. Tom Hanks and Joe versus the volcano. Oh, okay. Which is a very interesting one. In the news, Kevin, this was that time in 1990 when the Gulf War kicked off Operation Desert Storm. Iraq invades and occupies Kuwait.
2: Something is happening outside. Um, The skies over Baghdad have been illuminated.
1: We're seeing bright flashes going off all over the sky.
0: And we, in turn, invade. So that was a big thing. Kevin has his Desert Storm cards that I got him. Yeah. We're waiting to get that General Norman Schwarzkopf variant and get it graded and autographed
2: by... A a back piece of the Norman (laughs) Schwarzkopf Desert Storm card. Wearing nothing but a bandana. Other tragic
0: news, American soul singer Curtis Mayfield becomes paralyzed from the neck down after stage lighting equipment falls on him at an outdoor concert at Wingate Field in Flatbush, Brooklyn, New York. Although unable to perform live, he continued to compose, sing, and record, and I think it's kind of apropos. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was something new I learned too. And it seems apropos considering what happened at Astro World and the Travis uh, Scott disaster. I don't know what we're Talking about that. Jesus Christ. But good news, Kevin. East and West Germany announced that they will unite on October the third. And guess what? They did. Yay, Germany. Hey, Stu. What did you think about Germany? Hey Griffey Jr. waiting, waiting. Again, Sports Center bringing it alongside Rich Eisen. I'm Stuart Scott. Speaking of Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr., both of them become the first father and son to play on the same team. The pair hit back to back singles in the first inning and both scored. So, weirdly enough, first time in Major League Baseball history it happened. Arena Bowl number four, Kevin. I know all of a sudden I went into my morning zoo sports. Yeah. It's Joe Lewis Arena, Detroit. Detroit Drive beats the Dallas Texans. 51 to 27 and our favorite quarterback
2: art schlichter was the mvp you sound like you're doing rock and jock or something
0: or i sound like scott farrell hey yo what's up this is farrell check it out on this day august 22nd 1990 the indians defeated the brewers four to two and the win went to left hander Tom Candiotti. Oh, okay. Those dark days of Cleveland baseball when you can go to Municipal Stadium as the troughs are overflowing with piss, sit wherever you want for a fiver and get buck beer. But that wasn't enough to fill it out. Surprisingly, what filled out a movie theater, the number one movie, The Exorcist 3. Whoa. What the fuck was going on in 1990? We just came off two weeks before this. Ghost finished its fourth run at number one. We've talked about Ghost constantly, Rita Miller. Then all of a sudden, The Exorcist 3 for one fucking week became the number one movie in America. That's awesome. And one thing that has a lot to do with exorcisms and ghosts and spirits are visions, Kevin. The number one song in America, Mariah Carey, Vision of Love. I
1: had a vision of love And it was all that you've them to me
0: god mariah carey is gonna be on a lot of our lists as she has been already but that's all that was going on and there was a lot going on in the world
2: august 22nd one nine nine zero all right let's transmit into the plot that was good transmit the plot i should say (laughs) illegally teenage high schooler mark hunter what a very generic name. runs a pirate radio station out of his parents' basement in Phoenix, Arizona. His radio show and his hard, hairy persona, Happy Harry Hard On, are essentially like his therapy because by day, Mark is nothing like hard, hairy. He's like a mute. He's an antisocial loner who cannot talk to people. But then he uses the show at night to spout about what goes on at school and in America. He's it's, horny. He's very horny
1: smell it you can almost taste it the rankness in the air it's everywhere it's running through that old pipeline out there trickling along that dumb concrete river and coming up through the drains of those lovely tract homes we all live in
2: one of mark's listeners commits suicide after calling into the show no one at school knows harry's identity but one of mark's classmates named nora confronts him the day after the suicide
1: hi you got a stick of gum you really as horny
2: as a ten-pecker now. So basically the kid calls in, or Harry, he gets fan letters. Yeah. And Harry calls the number given on, and Harry's not really taking it serious. No, he thinks it's a joke. He thinks it's a joke, and he basically tells the kid, like, well, do you have a gun?
1: How serious are you? Why are you going to do it? I'm going to blow my fucking head off. Oh. Well, do you, do you have a gun?
2: No, I'm going to use my finger, genius.
1: Alright, so, uh, where, where is this gonna take place, huh? Right here. Hmm. Well, where is this alleged gun, huh? Do you, do you have it with you? Did you at least write a note? I mean, you have a reason, don't you? I mean, you, you're, you're not gonna be one of those people who kills themselves and nobody has any idea why they did it, huh? That's why we need a note, pal.
2: And, and the kid... Goes through with it.
0: So, I mean, to his credit, he does get pranked quite a bit. We see two like teenage girls prank him. Yeah. And he's kind of pissed off about that. Yeah.
2: So, this begins sort of a relationship, a slow burning relationship between Nora and Mark. Who's a fucking sleuth, apparently. Yes. After Mark slash Harry addresses the suicide head on on his show, the show's popularity grows exponentially. A number of students at the school begin to act out in rebellion for the release that comes along with acting out. They're basically putting graffiti on the school and they're, they're fucking shit up. Yeah. They're yeah. blowing their homes they're up. They're selling copies of the tape and it's, it's just, he becomes a phenomenon. The show actually grows so large that the FCC is brought in to investigate its origin and shut it down. <laughs> and if
0: you didn't know that the FCC are around, they're going around in big fucking yellow trucks with
2: FCC on it. That's great. Then there's another huge discovery that the school's principal has been unjustly expelling students to maintain test score averages.
1: (gasps) Oh, no! You expelled over 20 students in the first 30 days of school. And how many others did you harass into dropping out? You kept the expelled students' names on the rolls. That's illegal. The money went to the school. It's all for the good of the school.
0: Those kids had rights.
1: They were losers. Troublemakers. They're just kids. I don't regret my policy it's criminal and I'm suspending you you can't do that oh I think I just did
2: Mark realizing he has done something huge decides to end the show but first he takes it mobile so that the signal can't be triangulated basically they're being chased by the FCC yeah while broadcasting (laughs) giant trucks when the technology fails due to the circumstances Mark does the final broadcast as himself or part of the final broadcast without his voice Modulator.
1: modulator this is really me now no more hiding. Listen,
2: we're all worried.
1: We're all in pain. That just, that comes with having eyes and with having ears. But just remember one thing, it can't get any worse. It can only get better. I mean, high school is the bottom. Being a teenager sucks. But that's the point. Surviving it is the whole point.
2: Mark gets arrested along with Nora as the movie ends. And over the fade to black, we see that he or hear that he has inspired a number of people who now operate their own pirate radio stations. Much like podcasting. That's right. Let's get into the characters. Christian Slater as Mark Hunter and happy Harry Hardon. Samantha Mathis as Nora De Niro. Real chemistry with Slater as they were actually in a year plus romantic relationship at the time of filming. That would explain the comfortability between them when she's topless out in the fucking yard. Do you think it's weird when there's topless scenes in movies, but the people doing the topless scenes are supposed to be high school students? It's weird. It's this, because they're supposed to be high schoolers.
0: Like, they're both in their early 20s, we
2: looked. Right. So, it's, it's not underage, but you're... But it's odd. Yeah, and then just one of the guys, you have she's supposed to be a high schooler yep there's some other ones and then there's like thora birch in actually being underage when she did the uh nudity in what's that movie called kevin spacey oh american beauty american beauty there you go i don't know why i couldn't remember that so samantha mathis and christian slater also were together in broken arrow and fern gully mimi kennedy is marla hunter mark's mom Scott Paulin as Brian Hunter, his dad. What else do we want to mention? Annie Ross as Principal Loretta Cresswood. Ahmet Zappa as Jamie. Seth Green. Okay, let's talk about this. Did Seth Green
0: get a nose job? Because I didn't notice him at first until we looked at the credit roll, and there's Seth Green with a big ass nose and the dirt stash. Yeah. It's
2: like, what the hell? I did he did he have a nose job? He I th- he had to have right. Maybe when he shaved the dirt stash, it changed the whole... Might have fell right off. Ellen Green is Jan Emerson. She's a teacher. And then uh, some other people. <laughs> Rent Stew Munson. Yeah, and James, <laughs> yeah, she's in there. James Hampton is Arthur Watts of the FCC. So which actor or actress gives a passable performance? Does any non-lead character steal scenes? Go ahead and go first. The girl
0: that's going to go to Yale. I can't remember her name. Is it Paige? Yes, that's Paige it. It's Woodward. Paige. Yeah, yep. Paige Woodward. She... She is kind of that one who is the one student that Harry is talking about, who seems to want to conform to what her parents want and nobody gives a shit what she really wants. And she gets to that point where she throws all of her trophies, including her pearl necklace in a fucking microwave and just watches it explode in her parents' kitchen. And then she shows up at the PTA meeting look looks like she's been through war.
2: I don't know. Did her parents come in and be like, did they put out the fire? No, you don't know. She, her parents were never identified. That was, this whole thing's like her Joker origin story, which we'll get into more. Yes. Uh, I will say it's either the punk.
1: So, anybody mind if I smoke? You do understand you're expelled, Mr. Sally.: That's cool. I can quite legally expel you.
2: Yo, Loretta, I'm already
1: expelled. Don't you remember you booted me out the first week for dress code? And you're trespassing how'd you like to be arrested hey that's cool too you know <laughs> because i told them cameras to wait you know they, i got lots to tell them who's gonna believe anything you say tell me who's gonna believe you maybe harry might
2: who's been suspended yeah. from school and he's like harry's biggest fan should be a vampire he's yeah he's like harry's biggest fan and he's been expelled over who knows what just the first week of school and then my ultimate mvp ellen green is jan emerson the, the, the teacher <laughs>
1: Students, what's wrong with that school? Control yourself. No. I will not. I want an answer or suffer the consequences. What are you talking about? I'm talking about your dismissal.
2: Yeah, she's a teacher who really cares while they're suspending kids for failing and she listens to the show too yes she yes let's move on to best scenes best or favorite scenes yeah i had some like favorite scenes you want to go first yeah so i'll say the movie starts as jim said we get like a voiceover and stuff but basically a lot of the scenes in this movie are harry doing his radio show that's it there's like a lot of it's not time filler because it it advances the plot because the plot is a kid who's trying to like expose what's happening in his community and his world but yeah the first in doing that harry this is right after the credit roll pretends to jack it and tells the listeners he's gonna come on his own face are you
1: ready for the incredible sound of hard harry coming on his own face <sighs> oh my god it's very possible you know oh, 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 oh. are you listening to this <laughs> yeah of course i'm listening this guy's gotta have <laughs> hair coming out of his palms oh, oh. Oh, this is a champion one. Oh, yeah. You listening? Yeah, I'm going He's blind. doing it. Oh, oh unreal. God. Oh, my God. Still
0: crawling. And none of the kids at one point during this movie ever have, like, a weird look on their face go,
2: a minute yeah they all call each other and they're like are you listening to this Dude, Turn it a, on. he's just
0: fucking jerked off on his own face yeah
2: so then not my my favorite but just just to set like preface how this movie begins my first one the pta meeting
1: my name is Paige woodward and i have something to say to you people people are saying that harry is introducing bad things and encouraging bad things well it seems to me that these things were already here please go and sit my God, why don't you people listen? He's trying to tell you that there's something wrong with this what school. Saying, just go and Half the people now. that are here are on a probation Paige. of some kind. Paige. We're all really scared to be who we really are. I am not perfect. I've just been going through the motions of
0: being perfect. And inside I am screaming.
2: The word of Harry is starting to spread. The kids are vandalizing the school. They're trading his tapes. The the teachers are listening. They're going to bring in the FCC. So they, they basically after the suicide and after all the trouble have this emergency PTA meeting to discuss what to do with Harry. Well, the smart girl Paige, she storms in. The aftermath. Takes over the microphone, and then she doesn't need the microphone. Because ADR. Yeah, she basically says something's going on here. You know, this school's not right. You need to listen to us. Yes, it's awesome. It's like that 80s and 90s movie. Like, yes, you know, up here. It's a bender. It's a bender
0: walking out of detention with a fist up. Mm hmm. And speaking of which, putting your fist up, Mark, a.k.a. Harry, does his call to arms. They're
1: saying, I I shouldn't think stuff like this. You know, they're saying something is wrong with me, that I should be ashamed. I'm I'm sick of being ashamed. May aren't you? Sick to death. I don't mind being dejected and rejected, but I'm not going to be ashamed about it. Hallelujah. At least pain is real. You, You look around and you see nothing is real, but at least pain is real. You know, even the show isn't real. This isn't me. I'm using a voice disguiser. I'm a phony fuck just like my dad, just like anybody. You see, the real me is just as worried as the rest of you. They say I'm disturbed. Of course I'm disturbed. I mean, we're all disturbed, and if we're not, why not? I mean, doesn't this blend of blindness and blandness want to make you do something crazy? Then why not do something crazy? It makes a hell of a lot more sense than blowing your fucking brains out.
0: You know, he's going through this period where he's like, man, if I would have just listened to this kid during the broadcast, maybe I could have stopped him from killing himself. But then he has that call to arms moment where he's like, you know what? Fuck this shit. We're not going to let people bring us down anymore. Do what you got to do. Make yourself known.
2: Yeah. And, and it's, it's just a good. It's great because he goes off the air. Yeah. He's, he's like, okay, I'm done. And he, he says, Signora, signing off. And then he's off air for like 15 seconds. And he was like, no. And then he, he tells everybody this rally, like, listen, like stand up for yourselves. Do something crazy. And that's the thing. Like you even brought up these kids literally get together.
0: Outside of their high school, in cars, randomly parked wherever they fucking want to, waiting for this guy to go on the air. Yeah. And like you said, what if like it never goes on the air? Yeah. And the one guy says, man, this is what he does. Sometimes he's on for five minutes. Sometimes he's on for five hours. Could you imagine
2: if, like, one night he just decided, I'm going to play music for 10 minutes and not say a fucking word? Yeah, what if he was like, hey, I have COVID yeah i am sick i'm not feeling well i'm just gonna go to bed there's no way he's gonna post like, how long would these people wait exactly yeah. talk about a great fucking fan base i love it yeah and it just grows and grows as the movie It goes starts on. with two cars yeah. and next thing you know it's the entire school yeah and they're tra- again they're trading the tapes and stuff so i have nora coming to mark so nora i don't know exactly how she deduces that mark is Harry. kevin i have an idea how Okay. She
0: noticed, even with a modulator, his voice inflection, when he yeah. says certain words, sounds like fucking him. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really talk. But she, he did, she did
2: have a bit of a dialogue with yeah. him in the library, yeah. even though she crossed off his picture. And she's looking at him, I think, in class when he talks to the teacher. Yeah. But yeah, she basically figures out that this is him and she won't stop bothering him. So Mark, in real life, is very like, there's a real weird scene where he talks to Paige. He walks up to him and he goes, hi and then he like runs off he was like the nervous nerdy guy yeah. that would go up to a girl and gets all that gumption yes. to get, hey, hi yeah and then every time that nora tries to talk to him he's completely like leave me alone runs away it's as if he is clerk kent yeah he does not want anybody to know who he is after school so nora shows up at his house and basically he goes on air Because he can't talk to Nora when the mic's not on. But when he turns the mic on, he basically gives this speech. I got a
1: letter from this guy who has this problem. He can't talk. I mean, he can talk, but never when he wants to. Not, Not to girls, not to people. He just opened up his mouth and nothing came out. And then this jerk finds somebody that he likes. Which is probably the worst thing that can happen to a person that can't talk. So I mean, I I don't know what to tell this guy because I mean, lately every time I give advice, the fit hits the shan. (laughs) I don't know, maybe the uh, best thing to do is just turn around, face the music, and try to talk.
2: Where he's saying, "I can't talk to girls," and and but I'm going to work up the courage and do it. And at that moment, this is after the PTA meeting. His parents, yeah, we'll talk about this later. It's the but class act. His moment. parents, they walk in and they're like, "Let us in now." And he has to hide all his equipment because he doesn't want his parents to know that he's hard hairy. Mm-hmm. They think he just wants to go home and listen when in actuality, they don't seem to know that he is hard, Harry. So big logic issue yeah, we'll talk about. So she, the parents come in after it's like, we've been waiting outside for five minutes. So when the parents come in, he really doesn't have an answer. They said, we heard you talking. Like basically they think they caught him in the act. Yeah. Nora pops up from behind the couch <laughs> and dad. tells the parents.
1: He was talking to me. Hi, um, I'm Nora De Niro. Nice Hello. to meet you. Oh, how, how do you do? I was afraid you'd be mad at me for interrupting Mark's homework. Oh, oh no, no, not no, at all. It's fine. You don't know how happy we are to meet you. Yeah, really.
2: <laughs> he was with me, and his dad's like, oh, you dirty dog. Oh, oh, oh Duncan. Oh, yeah, you want me to get you some coffee? Yeah, the mom's like, the mom sees the girl and goes,
0: whoa. Like, she was like, oh, thank God. Yeah.
1: You've been a bad dog, haven't Brian. you? You know, for a second there, we actually thought you were that uh, that crazy DJ character. Uh, maybe he's not that crazy, Dad.
0: So right after that scene, they go outside into his backyard. These two just go back and forth talking, and and it's just following them around the camera.
1: You don't have to say anything, and you don't have to do anything, unless you want to. Was so
0: different and then she's just like fuck it getting topless That's awesome and it looks like they're gonna get it on and then all of a sudden she's like what's going on across the street because he uses his phone receiver his cordless phone receiver out in a shed and his neighbors got arrested they finally come home she's like what's going on oh those are just my neighbors are coming home so she looks at him
1: are you really wearing a cock ring <laughs>
0: i've never even seen one.
1: Oh yeah <sighs> yeah i read about him in a magazine Maybe I don't believe you. No, I swear. What are you doing? I <laughs> have neighbors. Stop. So you can talk when you want to. Yes,
0: I can. She
2: tries to unbuckle his pants. All
0: of a sudden, he clamps up and gets super nervous. Yeah.
2: Like, I got neighbors. So she, and I mentioned this when we watched it, she is a freak she's a freak she a, so awesome. she she gets really into his like sexual perversions Big time. on the show so i think she's going out of out of her way to try and find who harry is because like a kindred spirit now here's the thing though would you also saddle her with the title of star fucker maybe yeah but so she's like a kindred spirit and i think she's looking for that in him so i think she's bummed when she finds out like she pulls her top off she's like are you wearing a cock ring He's like, I've never even seen never. one. Yeah. And I think she's disappointed because she thinks like all that sexual perversion with him is just a persona. Yeah. And with her, she like has that and wants to, you know, make it mesh with him. Yeah. And, and yeah. And he's not for it. They literally are perfect for one another, though. They are yeah. damn on perfect. What else you got? That's that's pretty much Same all I'm here to mention. I mean, I, I would recommend watching the movie, but most of the scenes in this one are just a lot of like talking on a microphone yeah, in his studio. You're
0: not gonna get a lot of
2: whoa! I mean, right. I do like the scenes with his parents where they're trying to send him to therapy.
1: So when is Johnny gonna concentrate? Huh? Get happy, get a girlfriend. And then write it, write a bestseller, huh? Fine, you don't listen. You don't talk to me.
2: You don't talk to anybody. You hate everything. I
1: can't talk to you people. and I'm certainly not going to a shrine. Listen, Mark, everybody's got problems, not just you, but you're not going to solve
2: them if you don't communicate them. You've got to talk to somebody. He comes home, he goes into his room, which is a room within the basement. So you go to the basement and then within the basement, there's a room and he just spends all his time in there. And his parents like accuse him of being depressed, but he is like, he's, you know, he doesn't talk. He He doesn't doesn't know how to express himself, which I think there's more backstory that we don't get. Like they've only moved there recently. So this is a new school for him. But he doesn't make friends. He doesn't try to make friends. He doesn't try to talk to anybody. He physically can't talk to anyone. But then he's like, but I'm not going to therapy. Mm-hmm. So there all these scenes with the parents, the parents are awesome. They're very supportive. They fucking care. Yeah, they're awesome. All right. I think there's probably a swimming pool in this one. Oh, so there's gotta be. Why don't we have a pool check?
0: Everybody out of the pool!
2: <laughs> a movie with a lot of negativity calls for a negative pool check. Oh, because this movie's just got it's dark. It's yeah. And it ends on such a dark note. Again, we didn't mention in scenes. The movie literally ends with them getting arrested. They get busted. We don't find out. We don't find out if he did time or he just gets released or like what the he just has to pay a fine to the FCC. The movie literally ends with that's it. Nora and in a party wagon. Yeah. So very negative movie. So therefore worst songs of the 90s this was actually quite difficult for me remember we did worst songs of the 80s during our lost boys episode and i picked all billy joel songs yes you fucker five billy joel songs (laughs) with that said who wants to go first I'll go first So before
0: I get into my number five I will mention that none of these songs As much as I hate them Gets anywhere near my most hated song of all time Which is fucking Free Bird" by Leonard Skynyrd All right Hate that song with a passion However, my number five R.E.M. Shiny Happy People Okay Shiny Happy This song pisses me off. It's like th- anything that has a song a fucking word happy in it. Don't 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 tell me what I need to be, okay? Plus
2: Michael Do Stipe's you sound, voice like you starting to sound a lot like Dennis Leary.
0: <laughs> don't tell me how I'm supposed to say "okay." Yeah. All right, knock. <laughs> I just I
2: never liked Michael Stipe's voice. It's as bad as Fred Schneider from the so B52s. R.E.M. monster era and such like Strange Currencies by REM like one of the greatest songs ever but I'm with you on shiny happy people oh it's horrible give me the later like monster era REM which one of the greatest albums ever but not shiny happy people yeah my number five from his debut album Pocket Surprise is Dur dir Trep Baby
0: Don't Real? do it for a baby.
2: Yes. Released in 1992. Oh, I forgot about went that. Went to number one in Belgium, France, Hong Kong, Italy, Greece, and Spain. Ugh. It's a French baby rapping. He was four years old when this song oh, was released. God, fucking Belgium. It's so
0: weird. It used to be on like the transitional songs on like MTV's Real World all the time. Really?
2: Yeah, because uh, they would
0: go from one room to another. other. I did do it for a
2: baby. Yeah, I think it might have been on uh, Beavis and Butthead one time. Oh, yes. But uh, I can't find it on Spotify. So Good. <laughs> it is on Spotify, but it's like the kids bop version. Not real kids bop, but probably like French kids bop. It's, it's by, like, how could
0: you kids bop yeah, a on It's, it's kids called, bop. it's
2: by like family bop or something. <laughs> We <laughs> Bop. it's. Uh, you can find it if you type in the uh, French. I would like to know if that song's as bad as when they do "Hot
0: and Her Nelly Kids Bop" version, which is very fucking. There's weird. some really funny Kids Bop versions. So my number four technically really isn't a song, but it did, okay, but it did chart as a song. Baz Lerman's "Everybody's yeah. Free to Wear Sunscreen." It's just a spoken word song with it's a beat. It's Super weird. It's fucking dumb. Ladies and gentlemen, of the class of '99. Wear Sunscreen
2: It's, it's uh, horrible I remember playing it here them. I didn't play it But I remember them Playing it on Hot 101 All the time it's So weird And if you're not familiar With that song You're thinking
0: Alright It's gonna kick in Song's gonna kick uh-huh. in
2: This song doesn't Fucking kick in at all It's shit It's just a PSA For sunscreen Yeah it's Australian My number four Hey Leonardo By Blessed Union of Souls
0: What I love this song She
1: likes me for me Not because I hang with Leonardo Or that guy who played in Fargo I think his name is Steve
2: so one thing that absolutely drives me crazy about this song. Uh, which she likes great, me for me. That was a great reaction. I love this song. <laughs> um, but one thing that drives me crazy about this is the song is basically, it's, so it's from the angle of exactly what Jim said. She loves me for me, not because of all of these things. Uh. But one of those things is he hangs with a guy who played in Fargo. He thinks his name is Steve. You hang out with him, but you don't fucking know his name. <laughs> That's my problem with it. The song's not that bad. It's just like, I'm such a hottie. I can sing like Pavarotti. You know, it's all about like, hey, Leonardo. He hangs out with Leonardo DiCaprio. but Or because I hang out with the guy who played in Fargo. I think his name is Steve. Do you hang out with a lot of people that you don't know their names?
0: <laughs> Bothers me. He literally could have used a lot. You know, I pl- hang out with a guy in Fargo. His name is Buscemi. Yeah, something. I mean, it's something. I yeah. granted. But still, when it comes to the movie we're covering this week, she likes me for me. God damn it. Whip your boobs out. Number three. Whip a titty out hard. <laughs> which I have said in the past. My number three. Hate the song. Despise the song. Fingernails on a chalkboard. Ghetto Superstar. Prazo D.B. Amaya. All right. Ghetto Superstar. That is what you are. Coming from the stars. I remember I saw Bulworth once. Fucking hated it. This song came on. I don't know what it is. I like Pras with the Fugees. I like Maya when she did her song with Blackstreet for the Rugrats soundtrack. Loved it. ODB, fucking legend. Rest in peace. But this song just pissed. Do you like
2: the Dolly and uh, Kenny Rogers version? No. I don't like that. No. Okay. I just don't like this Islands song. Islands on the Stream. All right. No, not a big fan of it at all. Number three. My number three. I'll be there for you, the Rembrandts. Oh, fuck you. It's the theme song to Friends. It's... And Friends is the one of the worst shows ever made ever. Oh, screw this! I don't care about the show. The songs. So great. this song goes hand in hand with it because it's utterly terrible. How's it bad? It sucks. It's terrible. It's white people music. My life's been stuck in second gear. It's just white people shit. It's terrible. It's white people shit. It's white, white people, people shit. shit. It's like a very specific sect of white people shit. It's like the target soccer mom get a Starbucks, get a starbs. Wait, is that what they say? Yeah, that's what the soccer moms say. Oh. They all these cutesy gotta get my starbs and go to target and listen to the rembrandts and watch friends which makes me fucking my anus bleed i hate friends (laughs) yeah right i never knew
0: that friends had that much of an effect on you i just wow it sucks i just don't like i pivot pivot My number two is another song I can't stand. And when it came to the history of music, it started a genre that nearly sank one rap guy. It shares believe.
1: believe This
0: song fucking is horrible, but it introduced. Well, it shouldn't say it introduced auto tuning because it was done years before Roger Troutman 80s. Nucleus, It's all there. But you had guys like T-Pain that were buried for using this same technology. Yeah. And it's still to this day they're like, they use autotune because they can't fucking sing. And then when T-Pain did that live- Tiny f- Death Sessions. Tiny Death NTR. Sessions. Yep. That motherfucker. I remember when you sent me that video, I was like, holy shit, this guy can, can sing. Bell. It
2: was this song that triggered this whole thing. My number two, I Can't Dance, Genesis. No. Oh. Not like anything Genesis had done before or after, Ugh. but in a bad way. It's a bluesy pile of shit. It's Phil Collins, Kevin. A bluesy pile of shit, writes Kevin Bradway of the Pool Scene Podcast. <laughs> the video is pretty good, though. like Like most Phil Collins videos. He's got a good sense of humor, so it's pretty funny. Phil has done nothing ever wrong. You like this song? It's Phil. You like this song? I like this song. You're crazy. It's ter- even Phil didn't like it. They they recorded it on accident. Phil was going through a tough time. They recorded it on accident, basically playing with notes or something in the studio. And they used to just play it in the studio. And their producer was like, "We got to put that on the album." They're like, "No, it's a joke. Like it's just something we screw around with." And they're like, "No, put it put it out. It, it sucks. It charted. Great."
0: speaking of a song that charted my number one pile of shit.com number number one natalie merchant carnival okay yeah
1: in a carnival
0: who in the right mind gets in her car and go you know what i'm gonna turn this song all the way up to that
2: kind
0: of the song is horrible
2: yeah, i'm sh- sure there's lots of people who but it's
0: it's not just horrible not one it's of them
2: horrible
0: it's fucking
2: garbage this song
0: it was on hot 101 all the time yeah. i was getting physical therapy on my knee i had to listen to this in a room while i was getting an ult- ultrasound no, not an ultrasound. Would I get the, the the goop with the, the sound uh, shit? An
2: M- our cat's can and MRI. No, yeah. no. I, maybe it is an ultrasound. Oh, I mean, if, yeah, if they're putting okay. the goop yeah. on and rubbing it, it is an ultrasound. Yeah, right. I was right. Yeah, carnival. Get a knee, baby. All the time. Adley Merchant. No. Number one. It's a big deal because it's fucking Billy Joel, ah! River of Dreams. <laughs> Probably my most hated Billy Joel song overall. In the middle of the night really yeah that's your most hated i think this is probably the origin of my billy joel hate it's fucking horrible who can listen and please don't say you who can listen to this song why can't i say me who can listen to this song and be like yeah it's good it's not. It's the one of the worst songs ever recorded. Ever. Wow. That is a huge statement. And we've listened to shit. I hate it. Wow. I hate it. I'd rather listen to Dur 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 Tra, baby, all the time. <laughs> Dur, Dur-, Dur- Tra. Whatever the fuck it's called. It's better than <laughs> Billy Joel. I'd rather listen to a four-year-old French rapper than Billy Joel. <laughs> Honorable mentions, Pretty Fly for a White Guy Offspring. That one just didn't age very well, dude. it? It
0: didn't age well, but it literally was just... We got to throw something on the radio, do it.
2: There's a song that's not popular enough. If it was more popular as far as getting radio play and stuff, it would definitely make my list. It's by Bon Jovi. It's called If I Was Your Mother. What the- It's so weird. It's like a very like Creed or Nickelback type riff. Okay. But then it starts off like- bon jovi say if i was your mother and the whole lyrics revolve if around i
0: was your mother
2: they, yes exactly <laughs> that was you kind of nailed it's it just always but yeah. if i was your mother now i like michael bolton in a very like ironic funny way but michael bolton had a song called can i touch you dot 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 there question mark wow can i touch you there <laughs> it's it's something i wonder what he meant kevin speaking of something which i
0: Got two. Timmy T's One More Try, which if you listen, this song went to number one for, I think, one week in 1993. Timmy T. Timmy T. I've never heard a love song or like I Want You Back type song that has no emotion behind it. (laughs) She's not going to take you back, man. With that, just give me one more try. I want you back. Hashtag Chicken McNuggets. (laughs) My second one, that piece of shit R. Kelly was a part of this group, but he left. Public announcement, body bumping, yippee I don't
2: even know what that is.
0: I didn't know what it was either. I was, this is why I was deep diving. I was deep diving into this. I heard this song. I'm like, this is fucking awful. Let's get
2: back in the pool in Arizona.
0: Everybody back in the pool.
1: How to talk dirty and influence people by Lenny Bruce. Who's he? Any good? He's all right. Talk a lot? (laughs) Not too much,
2: no. All right, critical question. I'm going a little serious this week. Okay. We half-joked earlier that Hard Harry invented podcasting. As we're here 30 years later podcasting. Doing this podcast, you know, it's something I look forward to every week. One of my favorite things, I'm lucky to have it in my life. So with that said, what or who was your main influence for wanting to do radio or podcasting?
0: Oh, for me, it was Howard Stern. As a kid growing up, I remember sneaking Kind of like this movie and listening to Howard Stern without my parents, know, you know, yeah. hearing it. And then in around round when he jumped to Sirius in 06, I bought the on-demand channel. Yeah. And he would see just this crazy shit like women getting off. And even on his normal FM show, he would be fined by the FCC so many fucking times because he always said, and I said this because I got fired from my college radio. He would always go up to the line and put like a couple fingers or toes over it and hold it until somebody fucking slapped him. Then he'd go back. Then as soon as they would happen, he'd go back forward. Yeah. He was always my inspiration to be on the radio. And I love it. And now we can do it like this, and it's uncensored. We can say where the fuck we want. If it was for him,
2: I wouldn't be doing this. Well, then why haven't we had anybody come ride a Sibian yet on the pulse Scene Podcast? I,
0: I, well, do you know how much a Sibian costs? Let's oh, be honest. I don't. So I... Uh...
2: <laughs> I actually never listened to Howard Stern like on the radio, but he used to have a the simulcast show version. It used to be on like E. Yeah, it was on E. Yep. It was on late at night. I would watch it all the time. Same here. So great. Yeah. Uh, I did radio shows with my friend Morgan growing up. We were like 11 or 12. Very, very inappropriate for any age, but especially for that age. So think like Beavis and Butthead, maybe hornier, more violent. Wow. Yeah. They were a lot probably like Hard Harry's show. Yeah. Yeah. We would often, like, bring guests into the studio and then kill them. Oh. And, like, uh, we'd talk about kids from school and rank them in certain ways. But anyway, so more than that, just doing those radio shows, and we'd record them on cassette. I used to, I lived in front of the TV growing up. Me so too. So, for me, it was, like, I was always... Very obsessed with movies and television, like absolutely just head over heels, needed to watch everything. Same way. And then going into freshman year of high school, started doing backyard wrestling with my friends. Me too. And then that is a period where I was probably never happier in my life because I was creating something. I was writing. We were editing video thinking of creative ways to shoot things, putting out the tapes, people were watching the tapes and watching the tapes. And it was like, if you've ever created something in your life and, and felt that joy from just being proud of something you worked on. I mean, following that, that's like, I went to college, got a degree in television radio. I went to wrestling school. So it's like that backyard wrestling literally influenced, you know, two major eras of my life. And then You know, I started listening to podcasts when that word was a new thing. Yeah. And that was like well over 10 years ago. And something about a podcast just connects and ties together all of those things I really enjoy writing and creating. But cool thing about a podcast. Okay. I like writing. I like creating. I like doing this every week. But then I also love movies and television and music. It helps. So it's like we write and create and talk about. Movies, perfect. It's the perfect marriage. So I, I would say, you know, it's a number of things that got me to that point.
0: Now that Talk Boy that we have over there, when that first came out in ninety two, my buddy Greg Shirazi also got one of those, and he would record Morning Zoo stuff, like just make random tapes, and we would do it over his house and hang out. My parents got me that for Christmas. There are tapes still in my parents' basement. I gotta find them. But I did a Morning Zoo guy called DJ Ride. So I used to make my own shows. With that talk, boy and then like you did backyard wrestling this is such a great outlet and we've been getting so much great feedback for it it just I, this is just the best and circumstances the world went through last year that we're still continuing to go through brought this whole thing together yeah. me and you are god there isn't a fucking minute of the day we don't talk about some random shit we see on tv or yeah. on a movie and we bring it to the podcast it's the best and billy joel
2: uh all right let's uh let's do some logic It it could have been different mr walker you should have allowed nature to take its course. First, the difference between Hard Harry and Mark. Night and day. Mark... Goes to school. He literally puts his head down. He dresses different. He wears glasses. His hair looks different. He's Clark Kent. You called him yep. several times. He's Clark Kent. When he's hard, hairy. He no glasses. Hair's a little bit like the you know, disheveled. messier. Disheveled. Wears that
0: shirt that says Dick on. Yeah, it. wears
2: a different wears different clothes. He's very like open. Has no problem talking. Now we get pieces that he is uncomfortable. He has a a thing where he can't Take talk. Time. But like. It's just hard to explain how he's that different, you know, like, and they presented it in a way to like draw that line specifically. So he's like, okay, this is Mark. This is Harry. These are different people. And part of the movie is about, you know, Nora helping him blur that line. Yeah. And I love it. And she is just the best thing for him. It it becomes more of a relatable
0: person. But speaking of trying to be a relatable person, you want to be relatable to your own kid. Logic wise, how the hell do his parents not hear anything <laughs> okay he's down a little bit in the basement in a room you're still gonna hear it there's points on his own show he is yelling as loud as humanly possible he's banging shit he's, and like and his parents are not gonna what the hell
2: are you doing in there yeah i never understood that and so he hides all the equipment and stuff. Are we led to believe he does this every time he leaves? He has to. Because wouldn't his parents go in there and be like, where'd he get the radio board? He literally walked right into his room. It's not like he has a
0: key to it, which you'd yeah. have to be suspect. But the other thing, like I told you too, his parents listened to the show or yeah. have listened well, to it. Yeah, exactly. They're going to know the as inflection of soon his soon voice. As they
2: understand that he does the show, they should have instantly been like, oh, that's our kid. Yeah. Because our kid who spends all his time in the basement hidden away and a big like thing about how they're trying to track down. Harry is that on air, he has a lot of school business. He reads memos that are like intra-office memos from the school because his dad works at the school. Yeah, So it's like his parents should have very easily been able to put together two and two. They're the most caring parents that are also the most brain dead. Naive. Yeah, just horribly. One of my favorite things in this movie is I I mentioned earlier favorite scenes, but I didn't go too far into detail. It's the PTA scene. So the girl who blows up her kitchen with by putting all her trophies and pearls necklaces and all of her stuff into the microwave she just sits there and watches it blow up i'm like oh she burned her face off like phantom of the opera <laughs> so she shows up at this pta meeting and she's got tape on her nose they bust the nose and she's, her eyes are black well then as part of her joker origin story <laughs> as soon as she comes outside the news is everywhere in this movie. Oh, he, they're always everywhere. at this school. They're just camped out in front of the school. What's the guy's name? Peg, Pegging, Shep, thing? Shepherd, Shep, Shepherd. There you go. He's parked outside of the school all the time with a microphone, ready to put it in somebody's There's face. There's nothing else going on. No, apparently not. So do you know who he is. Are you prepared to do anything that he says?
0: Can you hear me? Don't listen to them. Don't you listen to drunk? any of them. on. Has this has affected your schoolwork? You Stand you hard. What do, you like, oh, play, oh, play, how do play, your parents play, play, think play, about are this? You play,
1: when she
2: comes outside her black eyes are gone gone but then they're back at the final scene at the rally yeah so her black eyes just seem to come and go unless she blows more stuff up and we don't see it but she starts doing this (laughs) 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 yeah she starts doing all this like grunting and monster noises at the news she's transforming awesome (laughs) it's totally her joker origin story I want to see pump up the volume two
0: with page <laughs> as a joker. Paige is the joker. And the kid that got kicked out of school, the punk guy is a vampire. The one thing is a technical guy. Like I am for this podcast, his directional microphone that he uses in his studio is the most powerful microphone in world history. It picks up when he's nowhere near it. Yeah. It picks up when his back's turned in a car. You don't hear any wind noise. Yes. It's the most amazing microphone. Oh, ever it's made. In- incredible.
2: He can walk around. Put the microphone in his armpit. Yeah. You know, just do whatever he would. Turn his back to it and it picks it up perfectly. (laughs) If I'm listening to this podcast, I'd be asking like you'd be like, what the fuck did he just, I can't fucking hear him. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, technology issues, you know, logic issues with this one, because this is a two for one. He makes phone calls again. He gets fan mail. Which, as Jim said, hopefully you weren't going to mention this in Logic. He has all the fan mail sent to a P.O. box.
0: Yeah, like a, like an off-site, like FedEx-type place, right, Kinko's. Right,
2: and then right there... They would have been able to track him. Yeah. So, and that's how Nora confirms she has suspicions. She tells him she thinks it's him, but she actually follows him to the PO box and says, it is you. She's the smartest girl in Phoenix. Yes. So he gets these letters. A lot of people write him a letter and they leave their phone number. And then he calls them like the kid who unfortunately commits suicide. Uh, The girls who, you know, it's like a prank call, but regardless, he calls them on air. Yeah. Receiver up to the microphone. But, you wouldn't be able to hear the people on the other end of the phone. It would, be very it would make very bad radio. Horrible. Two, he uses a voice modulator to hide his identity. If you were talking into a phone receiver, it wouldn't go through the microphone and then through the phone receiver. The person on the other, not that he talks at school, yeah, but the person on the other end of the phone would would hear his regular, his real voice. Exactly. Yeah, just some, some loose technology. And then the technology of him. So when he has to go on the run to keep from being, the signal from being triangulated, he like, rigs up his mom's Jeep with all of this equipment had to take some time. And it's like, he has a microphone. He's playing the tape deck through the station, which I guess just picking up what's on the speakers. You'd think there'd be some feedback. Perfect audio. Yes. Perfect audio, though, in a Jeep with no top, no windows. He's talking on a microphone.
0: Plus, he's also piggybacking off an FM channel frequency. While on the move, it's still going to cut in and out. Yeah. It's not a solid signal. My next one, his teacher, who ends up getting shit canned, Ellen Green. Yeah. Back-to-back days, she's wearing the same exact thing. I found that just like, why? Yeah. Nobody's going to be like, hey, teach. Long night last night? They're
2: wearing the same shit again. Continuity error. Just a little something small there for you. Yeah. It's anything else you, you have for logic? No, not at all. Okay. What's the legacy of this movie? I will say- This, what we're doing right now. Very much like the Empire Records episode two weeks ago. The same logic issue we had with that. It's kind of a theme for our trilogy. Kids now- This week and the last two weeks, none of this is applicable to kids. Not at all. They don't play arcade cabs. They don't listen to the radio. They don't listen to the radio. They don't know what a record store is. They would probably think of this as the podcast movie. Yeah, is this Is that the pre-podcast movie? That's probably what they would think because they don't know what pirate radio is. They don't. Does anybody even listen to FM radio anymore? Not really. Not when you have all those commercials. Yeah. So it's, this kind of predates and you have streaming services. So, but it, it just, it predates podcasting and like, in, I think in a lot of ways it kind of, it gave a platform to people who were just like, I just want to talk about what I want to talk about. It's a trailblazing movie. Yeah. It is trailblazing, but at the same time, again, it wasn't a movie we grew up with on cable. No, because I don't think we would have understood it that well at that age. We wouldn't have got I it. Been like, he just say he was gonna come on his own face. First of all, I wouldn't even know what that meant. Is he fucking a wedding dress? <laughs> even though no yeah. one can hear it. Speak of that random fucking scene. Yeah, he literally there's a the- scene where <sighs> when he's telling everybody to rebel, and I think he puts on what on Descendants. Or, yeah, it was the
0: Descendants, I
2: believe. And He puts on Descendants, and everybody's like kind of raging, listening to it. He pulls out a wedding dress. On a hanger out of nowhere, which I'm assuming is his mom's. Yeah. And then he puts it on the couch. He has an Oedipus complex. That
0: made it weirder.
2: Yeah. And he puts the wedding dress on the couch and starts humping it. Yeah, straight fucking it. And but nobody can see that. So he's not doing it for the show. It's weird. Yeah, it's very weird. This is an interesting thing. So the legacy of the movie is that he fucks a wedding dress. That's it. Mom's (laughs) wedding dress.
0: (laughs) Mom's wedding dress. Also, quickly, all these kids are going to this rally at the school.
2: Where are all the fucking parents
0: at? They sure as hell weren't all at the PTA meeting. right.
2: So, yes, the school is trying to convince everyone that this radio show is corrupting the youth. This school... Turned into Nazi Germany.
0: Absolutely. Big time. You have the guy with the key, the fucking Janner. Yes. He's a goddamn Janner. He punches the he, punk dude. He decks the punk kid, which leads the hot teacher getting fired. But then they're keeping files on people yeah. that are delinquent people. Yes. This sounds
2: a lot like 1942. So Nora, why does Nora get expelled? Because she's failing math. Get a fucking tutor. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then Mark's like, well, they should only be able to suspend you. I'm like, no, they shouldn't. No, no detention. If you're failing math, then you either just get a tutor. They give you makeup work. Yeah. Or summer school. Yes. Or you fail. But I failed math. Expel you.
0: I never was threatened expulsion
2: the six or seven times I failed math. It's unbelievable. What the hell is going on? Jeez. All right, stick around for some plugs.
1: Just remember all of your favorite shows like Big Chuck and Little John, PM Magazine, and New Center 8 are all in stereo.
2: Now, Tom would say
0: it's. Let's put on our 7,000 megahertz microphone. Well, microwave we think it's. Awesome. Hey, this is Shane Herman with the Youngstown Comedy Syndicate. You're listening to the Pool Scene Podcast. Pool Sceners, once again, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Pool Scene Podcast. And as always, like, comment, subscribe, rate, and follow Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. Smash that like button with unbridled enthusiasm and make sure you spread the word of the Pool Scene Podcast to one and all. Go over to Facebook at Pool Scene Podcast, join the Pool Sceners group you guys want to win some free stuff maybe make a suggestion about an episode or two let us know join today instagram at pool scene podcast and tiktok we're trendy with the kids y'all at pool scene pod one and as always thank you thank you thank you and now back to kevin
2: f-zero man hit it yeah the final All right, let's kick it over to Jim. Well, uh, I'm
0: currently in Twitter jail. Uh, At least for the next five hours, I was put in in the bedroom for speaking out about the Kyle Rittenhouse trial uh, trial. So Twitter didn't like what I said because they said I bullied Kyle Rittenhouse on Twitter. Guess what, Twitter? Poor guy. Yeah, fuck you, okay? The guy should either get life in prison in general population. Here's the tweet that I said. I'll say it to all of you. He should get the death penalty By firing squad or put in life in prison in general population, I got flagged for that for bullying.
2: If the judge has his way because he's a member of the defense, he's going to end up walking with no charges. Pretty much. And that's so fucked up.
0: But in another opposite way, better news. Met Sergeant Slaughter and McFoley this weekend. Two of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. When I met Sergeant Slaughter, he wanted to show me pictures on his phone. There's people waiting, mind you. As he's scrolling through his phone, here's text messages from Ricky Steamboat, Mark Henry, Joey Styles. Just random shit. And he's showing me this stuff. Coolest guy ever. And he gave me a Cobra clutch, which was pretty goddamn cool. I
2: worked on a show with him and uh, got to hang with him quite, I mean, at the show, just being in a locker room and stuff with him. But I had like an after party after the show and went out to a restaurant and he kept putting his arms around my wife's waist (laughs) and putting his chin like on top of her head and it was like like a prom photo and I was yeah like, all right it was funny once he's horny <laughs> he is
0: horny like uh christian yeah. slater is in this movie also want to give a shout out to the 2021 version of the mcrib sandwich i had you in 2019 i thought it was absolute garbage my rule of thumb is try something twice and if you don't like it after the second time get rid of it kevin i had my second mcrib today before we recorded not second of the day just second in general. Kudos to McDonald's for a great McRib 2021. All right, so run out and get it because 2022 McRib might taste like shit again. Do you drink
2: Shamrock shakes? No, that's gross. I only drink vanilla milkshakes. I get the Shamrock Rib. It's just a McRib dunked in a Shamrock shake, <laughs> emulsified. It's just a, a green <laughs> slab of oh my ribs. God. Oh. It's got a marshmallow bun. <laughs> Give me a McRib with a marshmallow bun.
0: Mike Kalinich, if you're listening to this, please make this happen when we do Salad Sunday in a couple weeks. Yeah, McRib, Shamrock version. <laughs> oh, God. On a sadder note, rest in peace, Dean Stockwell. Yeah. We have mentioned how much we've loved Quantum Leap, and it's a guy that played Al, and we lost dean stockwell this week
2: yeah. good guy and and very underrated in blue velvet super underrated yeah, i mean he's in tons of stuff but yeah blue velvet that scene incredible like just iconic film scene beverly hills cop 2 he played charles kane the head of the beverly
0: hills gun club also kevin next week we're doing skin deep with midnight movie night we're going to do our first big collaboration, John Ritter, 1989, as a sex symbol. We get to see the glow-in-the-dark condom scene. You haven't seen the movie? I haven't. This is the one time I'm so excited for you to watch this and go, what the f-? fuck yeah see zap from american gladiator somewhat naked Is it better or worse than stay tuned this is way better than stay tuned no way this is way I better stay tuned i love stay tuned as well but this is way better than stay tuned it, right. and it's got a great soundtrack also midnight movie night this week blank check that's our new episode featuring our number one lifeguard hall of fame inductee the duke himself Rick Dukeman, check them out on Apple, Spotify.
2: I still can't find the toy I'm looking for. I've got a bunch of spies on the inside. Brick Seek. Jim's giving me some apps and uh, it's just gone. Do another call to arms, Kevin. Maybe we can get so some So there's a couple things I'm looking for and I bought one on Facebook Marketplace and I was like, okay, I paid a little bit extra, paid shipping, but I can live with it. They canceled my order within like six hours. Fuck. Was it that? It was another... Of that, but it was a, a smaller set. Okay, you know it doesn't retail for very much, so I was like, I don't mind paying too much. He's like, I don't want to pay hundred and eighty dollars for fifty five dollars toy. Did you, how much did you pay over retail for what you were going to get? It was it's fifteen retail. I paid twenty five. Okay, not ten dollars shipping.
0: Okay, so thirty
2: five. Thirty five for okay. a fifteen dollars toy. But like I said, it's not that much. I'm willing to live with it. Yeah. you know, to make a good Christmas. Yeah, but then i they canceled the order. Fuck so deadbeat fucking sellers, man. They're everywhere. I I don't know i i just it's awful and you know thankfully i did i was in right place right time with another toy i bought the kids just fa- they just put out like a full display i got that right when they put out the full display i bought them super stoked yeah but it, i did yeah it's it's a nightmare out there
0: what's it called again that you're looking for the big the big i don't want to
2: tell anybody oh because yeah i mean if you follow me on socials you probably know yeah. but Help us out, Pool yeah, Seniors. I'm like, somebody, one of our listeners is going to buy it and then hold me hostage on it <laughs> because they're going to be like, listen, I bought it for you. You owe me $200. It'll be the people that
0: gave us Kindergarten Cop 2. This is their revenge. you
2: fucking brackish asshole. <laughs> I'm going to drown you in some brackish water, fucking motherfucker. Fucking brown water, you piece of shit. No, we, we love the Pool Seniors. Yeah. And, and as we were saying, you know, we, we love doing this. Whether there's five of you listening or 5 million, we love it. And, you know, we, we hope that you love it so much that you continue to spread the word.
0: We're almost to 3,000 downloads on
2: Podbean alone. That's just Podbean. I didn't know that many people listen to Podbean. I've never, I'd never heard of Podbean until you <laughs> told me we were uploading our shows on Podbean. Neither did I. Like, I didn't even know it was a service, but I was like, oh, we have to pay for a hosting site. Someday I'm going to find somebody who who's like, I listen to all my podcasts on Podbean. That's the person with, like, the uh, cricket phone or something. Something. See, here's
0: the thing I don't understand. And any of you other podcasters out there, Apple analytics are fucking horrible. Like, unless you get like X amount of hits and it's got to be an astronomical amount, they don't give you any analytics. Like, how the hell am I supposed to know where to target if you can't even give me? Ba- I don't give a fuck if one person listened on Apple. Let me know who they are and how many times they listen to the show. Yeah. But they can't even give me that. But Podbean does. Go figure.
2: So, not to delve too far into wrestling because. You know, not not everybody's a fan, but WWE just again, despite being a billion dollar company, having record profits over and over again, they continue to just release people. They sign these people. They don't know what to do with them. They don't let them be themselves. And then they release them and then they've got to find new lines work. Well, today, Sean Ross Sapp, shout out, friend of the show, subscribe to Fightful Select. He reported that. So Xavier Woods does up, up, down, down. Yeah, I was
0: going to tell you about that. And he's not really getting paid for it. So the content creator said, we're not doing the show until he starts getting paid paid for it good good for them yeah because he sold it to wwe years ago when nobody was watching it he's brought all these people on the show yeah. yes and then they stopped paying him that's vince mcmahon being a real fucking well, piece of shit it's
2: the, the another friend of the show zach Ryder. that whole thing where matt cardona yeah matt cardona where he basically created the genre of these toy hunting videos yeah and brought millions of eyeballs and they wwe was like well we're not interested but then when they basically owned it they've Fucked them over.
0: Yeah, they started putting figure it out up on the network yeah. and not paying them for it after they shit canned them. Yes,
2: just horrible. So
0: WWE, like for the longest time, when you were in wrestling, mm-hmm. a lot of people's dreams were, "I want to be in
2: WWE." Yeah. Now, if I was somebody coming up, I, I don't fucking go you there. You know, I can truly say that when I started, my dream was never to work for WWE. Because that shit's been going on for years. True. And I was like, okay, I'm just a dude, like a wrestler, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, WWE will make me like pig slippery and I'll have to like Horrible. pull my dick out in the ring or something. They like, wanted to call Stone Cold Steve Austin Ice Chili Dagger McFreeze. and Chili McFreeze. Yeah. Yep. Frost McNasty. Yeah. Yeah. That was some of the the pitches. And, and it like, was his wife saying, drink your tea before it becomes stone cold and it just hit. Yeah. So um yeah. So m- my goal is I always wanted to go to Ring of Honor. Yeah. Which now unfortunately of- has folded. Yeah. Fuck but up. it folded for bad reason. It folded because they were too loyal and they were continue to pay their contracted wrestlers through COVID without having an income. They got the double edged sword. Yep. So they didn't have money coming in, but they were paying money out. It basically Bankrupt, and unfortunately, they were on Sinclair Network. Which yeah, well, a some lot issues of with them. There. Yeah, so, all right, well, I'm going to end this one only like Hard Harry would. Oh, don't by, come on your face in front of me, please. By going completely off microphone and trying to talk. That's how it goes.
1: Everybody knows.